The stage is set and the Dolphins will face the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday afternoon in pursuit of win number 11. A look at a final preview here today on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of the cap to our everydayers because it is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. We don't just say it, we live it. Today on the show... Final preview of Cowboys and Dolphins, a look at who will play, the path to victory, a Week 16 rooting guide, all of that rolled into one. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepickscom slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL in all lowercase for a first deposit match of up to one hundred dollars Let's start with the formalities. Mike McDaniel spoke to the media just a little bit ago as I'm recording this and officially root Robert hunt out for the game against the Cowboys. So if there's any silver lining to getting your backups playing on the interior is they are continuing to get reps together. It is a unit now that has uh, had a couple of games to work as a collective between Rob Jones and Lester cotton are going to be your guards. Lee Meikenberg is going to be your center. Uh, Teron Armstead was back at practice on Thursday. It's presumed he'll be back at practice again on Friday. So Teron Armstead is going to hold down left tackle for you. And Austin Jackson is to be determined, according to Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel said that Austin Jackson will practice in a limited basis on Friday. I would imagine that makes him questionable for the game. I think you should be prepared for either outcome. If Teron Armstead uh, is going to hold down left tackle, you have Kendall Lamb available to you to be the right tackle if need be. It doesn't really change a lot uh, because it, it, Austin Jackson himself, as good as he's been, your expectation is you're playing Micah Parsons. It's the same thing as playing Max Crosby, right? And that's the game that I keep coming back to for the Dolphins and what they did this season against a player who offers similar impact. That is what Micah Parsons brings to the table. And Miami won that football game. They scored 20 points, managed to have 422 yards of offense. They ran the ball for 99 yards in that game, but they turned the ball over three times. You're going to have to, and not to do paths to victory before paths to victory is, is time for it, but whether it's Austin Jackson or Kendall Lamb, you understand coming in, your game plan is going to be centric around mitigating that player on the defensive side of the ball in the same way that the Raiders game plan was so centric on mitigating what the Dallas Cowboys have in Micah Parsons as best as you possibly can. You've seen the Dolphins do this in a number of different ways, whether it is running the football, whether it is misdirection, whether it is uh, double teams and more seven-man protections, whether it's more quick game passing, more screen game. Like They have all these things on the menu that they can call, and it's all going to be heavily important whether it's Austin Jackson or Kendall Lamb. Now, I do think it hurts you in the run game if you don't have Austin Jackson. You certainly have physical guys on the inside. 
That's where their strength is. Lester Cotton, Rob Jones, their strength is in the vertical run game and the push that they can create off the line of scrimmage. Austin would be, I think, an excellent accent to that. If you don't have him, I think that's where you feel him his absence the most. Because the passing game plan is going to be the passing game plan, whether it's Teron or and Kendall or Teron and Austin. Or Kendall and Austin, for that matter. So, just kind of digesting that. I get my head around that. I say, okay, you're going to have a plan. I trust Mike McDaniel to cook up a plan that can work. Whether it will is going to be dictated upon the execution of your offense. On the other side of the ball, oh, Ty, he said Tyreek Hill feels good about um, playing on Sunday. So we can put our collective minds at, at rest that Tyreek Hill, barring a uh, catastrophic setback today at practice, uh, he's going to be good to go. So you're going to have Tyreek Hill back for this game as well. Raheem Mostert's not practiced the first two days this week. That was mandated, coach-mandated vet rest. So no reason to stress there either. Defensively. Uh, you have a couple players in question, uh, mostly in the secondary between Xavier Howard, Javon Holland, and Deshaun Elliott. Uh, the update that we got from Mike McDaniel on Deshaun Elliott was that he has uh, reached the final stage of concussion protocol. He has cleared for contact at today's practice. He was in a red non-contact jersey on practice on Thursday. So all goes well there. Deshaun Elliott will be cleared from concussion protocol, and he will be available to play against the Cowboys. That's a win. Whether Javon Holland happens or not, I'm done trying to guess whether that one happens or not. Uh, Mike McDaniel, as far as Xavier Howard, though, did disclose that the team felt that Howard had encouraging practice on Thursday with no setbacks. He said, I can't guarantee what his body's going to feel like on Sunday. I can't guarantee how his body's going to respond to another practice today. But at least as of yesterday's practice, and X after practice yesterday said he's good to go. Now, that would not be the first time this season that Xavier Howard has told the media, yeah, I'm good to go, and then not play on Sunday. That happened against the Eagles. And that certainly looks like a game you look back on and you kind of wish you had a mulligan. Because, uh, again, that was a one-score game midway through the fourth quarter. Uh, and the drive that broke Miami's back, they couldn't get a stop. They hit a couple routes uh, to A.J. Brown against Cater Kohu and Eli Apple, who were your top two corners available for that game, which I love Cater. And Eli, I think, gets a bum rap from Dolphins fans for the effort that he gave this season and trying to replace an all-pro player in Jalen Ramsey, but those guys are not Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey. So, feel pretty good about getting the vast majority of the guys back. Uh, Devon Achan's going to play, Mike McDaniel said. That's kind of where they're at with him. So, you'll miss Rob Hunt for sure. If I had to guess, the least likely guy to play defensively is probably Javon Holland, just because they seem pretty intent on protecting him from himself is, is what it's it's been described as. Um, but I, I guess you get the vast majority of names that you saw inactive last week that really was the gut punch when you saw the inactives. It's like, oh, man, Rob's out. Oh, man, Tyreek's out. Oh, man, oh man, Javon's out. And you just went right down. Oh, man, Xavier Howard's out. You just went right down the line. Uh, gut punch after gut punch. I, I think it'll be a, a much more digestible set of inactives than that. Although for the formality of it, we're going to have to wait and see until 90 minutes before kickoff. So that's where we're at with who will and won't play. Uh, there are some injuries to watch on the Dallas Cowboys side of things as well. The most notable one is on the offensive line, and it's not uh, Zach Martin. And th This is a quote uh, from Mike McCarthy 
on Friday this morning appeared on 105.3 The Fan down in Dallas. And he said, Zach's ahead of Tyron Smith right now in terms of playing this week. That is huge. If Tyron Smith does not suit up, Terrence Steele has been a big disappointment for Dallas. They gave him a contract. Uh, Chuma Doga is the backup tackle. They could also take Tyler Smith, who's their left guard, and kick him outside to tackle and play him there. But if you don't have Zach Martin and Tyron Smith, that's a huge loss for Dallas up front. A huge loss. And, and I think it neutralizes some of the loss that Miami would be facing if Rob Hunt and Austin Jackson can't go. But I would say Zach Martin is a better guard than Rob Hunt. And that's no disrespect to Rob Hunt. Zach Martin's been doing it at an elite level in the NFL for a really long time. He is cream de la creme of guards in the league. And Tyron Smith is right up there with Teron Armstead, right up there, maybe not on Trent Williams' level. But of elite offensive tackles, he's at the top of the list. And Tyron Smith at the beginning of the week was not on anybody's radar not to play. He's on the injury report with a back issue. So to hear that Zach Martin, who's got a deep thigh bruise that removed him from the game last week, is ahead of the pace to play of Tyron Smith, that at least sets Dallas up to have one meaningful player on their offensive line as well who may not be able to suit up for this game. And it, it could potentially drastically change the shape and feel of the game for Dallas. It doesn't sound like John Hankins, their nose tackle, is going to go either dealing with a high ankle sprain. So that's where we're at on the injury front. There's more to be determined, but... We need more time to figure it out. So uh, we're next going to talk about the Dolphins' path to victory in this contest against the Cowboys in Week 16. So keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. The game just went to timeout. It's time to order DoorDash. If it's halftime, make sure you pull out your phone, pull up DoorDash, pick your favorite restaurant, and make sure you get yourself a second-half meal that is MVP caliber. DoorDash has all of your favorite local restaurants and all of your favorite local groceries available to you as well. So whether you're going to the rock on Sunday to tailgate the game or you're staying at home and watching from home, DoorDash has you covered for all of your favorite meals and all of your favorite tailgate essentials. You can download the DoorDash app and get 50% off up to a $10 value. If you spend $15 or more, on your first order, when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23, that's 50% off up to a $10 value. When you spend $15 or more on your first order, when you download the DoorDash app, enter code LOCK23, subject to change and terms do apply. So Miami in this game, um, Vic Fangio was kind of mum on Thursday. I thought it was interesting on if there's going to be a repeat plan of Jalen Ramsey, the traveling corner. Um, Ramsey traveled with Garrett Wilson and was largely effective in mitigating his impact on the game against the Jets. Were there routes where Garrett Wilson was open? Yes. Well, Jalen Ramsey didn't necessarily pitch a shutout, even if the stat sheet shed he was in, in coverages against Garrett Wilson. There may not have been completed passes at a high rate. Garrett Wilson got his. He's a very good NFL wide receiver. He's a great NFL wide receiver. So is CeeDee Lamb. CD likes to work from the slot quite often. Uh, whether that means Ramsey follows, I guess I would point to the silver lining is I think Cater Kohu and his experience this year lining up outside allows you some extra comfort, particularly if Xavier Howard is the corner on the other side of the field uh, to be able to do that. So 
do I think Jalen Ramsey mirroring gives you the best chance to win the football game? And Marcus Mosher alluded to this yesterday. Uh, some of the past defensive uh, t- techniques or, or strategies against Dallas, against Jalen Ramsey teams has been to put Ramsey on the, the two, which in this case would be Brandon Cooks, and then shade and double coverage towards C.D. Lamb. If the Dolphins choose to go that route, I don't think you're going to have flipping corners or anything like that. It's going to be kind of the de facto uh, strategy for the Dolphins defense up until last week. Um, But as far as defensively and beating the Cowboys, I do think this is one of those games where the pass rush has to be at their absolute best. And I think you are going to have to heat up Dak Prescott because, yeah, he did not play well against the Cowboys or against the Bills. But the reason he did not play well against the Bills is because everything was frantic. Everything was tight. They compressed everything on the back end. So I think it's a lot of zone match this week. I don't know necessarily that you bring a lot of pressure this week. I don't know that I would bring a lot of pressure this week. And I know Vic's not a huge blitzer in general. But the one thing you have to be leery about is a guy like Brandon Cooks getting back behind. If he if he's ISOed away from your safeties, you got to be worried about them putting that backside safety in a bind on a vertical route by the one, which would be Brandon Cooks, or trying to hunt the routes across the middle if that is the position where they are using Brandon Co- or to using CD Lamb. So if they're going to play those guys on opposite sides of the field and they're going to try to isolate that weak side safety and manipulate him to get a read as far as am I working backside concept or am I going to work uh, across or across the middle to our best player? I think that's the area where if Dallas is going to hit explosive plays, that's where they're most at risk to happen in the passing game. I think you really got to be mindful of the speed of Brandon Cooks. Now, he hasn't necessarily been the outstanding home run hitter that he's been all season long or all, all for the majority of his career, I should say. And you acknowledge that you know it's been quiet at times for Brandon cooks. He's known he's come on quite a bit recently uh, as Dallas and, and Dak Prescott has kind of hit their stride, but the last two weeks he's got four receptions for 47 yards. That's about equal to what he gave in, in Dallas's third most recent game, which was against uh, Seattle. So he has been bottled up the last couple of weeks. His yards per uh, catch this season is 13. At his peak, he was a 16 and a half, 15, 15 and a half yards per catch wide receiver. So not quite the same chunk gains, but he can still burn a little bit. He could still go. That's the X factor player for me beyond Tony Pollard and CD Lamb. As far as when the Dolphins have the football, finding the run concepts that work and work well, I think are essential for Miami. I, I think this is a game where you are going to want to try to run at Micah Parsons for as good as Micah Parsons is. Micah Parsons is a smaller player on the edge. And you should be able to big body him if you throw a lot of bodies in his direction. And I would dare these Cowboys linebackers. Marcus talked about him yesterday. You got a former safety. You got a linebacker and Damon Clark who got bumped up last week but they're down like four linebackers out of their linebacker room. They're pretty thin there. I'm taking those guys and I'm challenging those guys with their keys. And I'm putting a lot of misdirection and a lot of horizontal stress 
but I'm trying to get downhill at you without John Hankins on the football field. I'm daring Mozzie Smith to step up his game and be the player that the Cowboys drafted him to be when they took him in the first round, which he has not been at all this season. Odigizu was a good penetration player. Force him to anchor against the run. So I like 21 personnel. I like 22 personnel. I like 12 personnel this week. I'm not getting as much burn for the other wide receivers. No, this, this isn't necessarily Cedric Wilson, although Cedric Wilson, the physicality, if you're going to block, might be a guy who ends up in some of these 21 personnel groups just because of the physicality he brings. But if you want as equally stressed, as much equal stress as you can put on Dallas defensively, have your two wide receivers be Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell, assuming they're both dressing. There's no reason to think not at this stage of the game, based on what we've heard. You'd have Alec Ingold and one of your backs. And you have Durham Smythe slash Julian Hill. And you should be able to physically scrum this thing. This might feel like the Jets game, too, where you might look up and the, the Dolphins, if the Dolphins win, I won't say the defense is going to pitch a shutout by any means, but it might be a game where the winning team has 340 yards of offense, but you're able to control the clock and dictate the terms of the game. So some people think this team's going to go over. I think with the offensive line issues on both sides of the ball, I think this team's going to go or this game's going to go under the team the game total, which I believe is around 51 points. I think you're talking low to mid 40s for points scored in this game. Don't make the mistake. Mike McDaniel talked about that and Dan Quinn and the points of emphasis. Kind of the whole book is we're going to tackle well. Are going to force turnovers. You know what they didn't do well against the Cow against the Bills, the Cowboys. They didn't tackle well and they didn't force turnovers. You know they're going to try to come back and hit it. Mike McDaniel said so himself. He said, "I can hear Dan Quinn's voice in the team meeting talking about this." He said that on Friday. This is not the game to cut it loose and throw the ball all over the yard. In my mind, whether Malik Hooker plays or not. This is late season football. You're going to have to play it. And you're going to be comfortable scoring 24 and winning with 24. That's my magic number. I know I said that yesterday, but my prediction, 24-23 Miami. And I hope it's not as close as that, but I don't know that Miami's going to get up into the 30s in this game. I know Dallas defensively struggles with motion. I know they struggle with misdirection. I know they struggle with run defense. Like, I get all of it. I hear it. But Miami's got their own personnel layers that makes this a little bit more of a complicating factor when contrasting it to a team like the Bills, who's had their entire offensive line play all season long. If Boston Jackson misses this game, like you might not have a single offensive lineman that's playing more than 90% of the snaps this season. I think you'd have two that's over 65%. It's just been that kind of year. And yet the Dolphins are sitting here at 10-4, and four, a chance to win their 11th game clinch playoff berth. And depending on what happens on Saturday, clinch the AFC East. I doubt it. I doubt that it happens this week, but Hey, we'll see. Right. And that's a perfect segue to the rooting guide for week 16 of the NFL season. That is next here on locked on dolphins. Football is always better when you got a little skin in the game for yourself. And that's why you check out prize picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it is you against the house not you versus thousands of other players and pros and sharps with smart money. You pick more or less on 
two to six player stat projections, and you can watch your winnings roll in if you correctly hit a prize pick selection with six selections more or less on those stat projections. You can win up to 25 times your money. If you like good ROI, prize picks gives you the chance to get it. They've got just about every sport that you can imagine and a slew of statistics for each of those sports to pick player stat projections more or less. You can make projection picks from your phone with just a few taps. And they also accept Apple Pay so that you can make sure you are constantly in the game and maximizing your football experience. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. That is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. What the heck are we rooting for this weekend? Um, from the Dolphins' perspective, you have to remember this. The clinching scenarios are all rooted around 10 wins. You have 10 wins currently. So you're looking below you, teams on the outside of the top seven looking in. What is their pathway to not having 10 wins? Or alternatively, what is your pathway to clinching the AFC East? You would need to win a game, and the Bills would need to lose a game. That's the most direct pathway. So we are obviously rooting for the Dolphins to beat the Dallas Cowboys. On Saturday, the late game, it's on Peacock. I don't know why it's on Peacock. Oh, I do know why it's on Peacock. It's because they want you to spend money and sign up for Peacock. 8 o'clock, the Bills travel west to play the Chargers. A couple of elements here that make this game interesting, although I do expect the Bills to win by double-digit points. Fired coach bump. It's a real thing in the league. Chargers fired Brandon Staley after their last game. And now they play the Bills and they played on Thursday against the Raiders last week. So they got like three days of extra rest. The Bills are technically on a short week. The, the Chargers are on extra rest. So that's one interesting thing. Then there's the fired coach bump. They fired Brandon Staley. How does the team respond? Hard to say. It's an East Coast team going West, West Coast trip. Those can be hard. And then the last thing that I think makes this thing interesting is the Chargers are now a team that has nothing to lose versus a team in Buffalo that has been in win-now, like, playoff mode since about week 12. You know, they they gave the Eagles everything that they could handle before the bye. They lost that football game. They come out of the bye. They beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. They beat the Cowboys. Now you got to go out west, and you got to take a road trip after the last two games at home. You haven't played on the, home, played on the road since November 22nd to play the Chargers, and you know you got the – the Patriots coming up next, and then they finish with the Dolphins. One of the things that bit the Bills last year is that was the team that self-admittedly ran out of gas. If you started your playoffs in week 12, how likely is it that you run out of gas between now and the end of the year? I don't know. Is this the week that it happens? Probably not. Again, I expect the Bills to win by double-digit points, but we're rooting for the Bills to lose because the Bills lost in the Dolphins win, clinches you the AFC East. Other teams of note, there's two teams in the AFC South that are currently 8-6 and six on the outside looking in in a wild card. There's also an 8-6 and six division leader. The Colts play the Falcons. You're hoping that the Falcons win that football game. The Texans play the Browns. The Browns are already 9-5. and five. They're probably going to end up as the 5 seed when this thing's all said and done. The, the Texans are without their starting quarterback. C.J. Stroud will miss his second consecutive game with a concussion. Rooting for the Browns there because that drops those two outside looking in teams in the AFC already 
to seven losses and they play each other in week 18. So somebody's guaranteed to get eight. So the best that team could do is tie you if you have a catastrophic three-game finish if you're the Dolphins. You already have the Broncos at seven losses. You beat that team head-to-head, so you feel good about that as well. The other teams to watch play each other. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. That is the early game on Saturday. So Dolphins fans, you have a lot to be plugged in on tomorrow's game. If you're rooting for the Bills to miss the playoffs, you should root for the Bengals to win the game. The Bengals sitting at eight and six. If you're rooting for optimum chaos and pushing these teams as far down and mashing the outside looking in teams as tightly together and and reducing their ceiling as much as possible, you're rooting for the Steelers to win the football game. That's really the heavy stuff that hangs in the balance is the Bills game because it impacts your ability to clinch the division, your own game, those AFC South teams, the Texans who are playing another wild card team, the Bengals who are playing the Steelers, who are now starting Mason Rudolph at the quarterback, so don't get your hopes up there, and the Falcons at home against the Colts. Those games breaking the way that they do sets you up very favorably to have the wiggle room that you need regardless of the fact that you're playing three very difficult games to close the season. That said, Don't lose the last three games. (laughs) Earn your right to the playoffs. Don't backdoor your way in because of the schedule that you played. And it starts this week against Dallas. That's all I'm asking. Earn your way into the playoffs. Beat the Cowboys. We'll see if they do it. I'll be here after the game to have you covered in the post game. I'm Kyle Krabs. I appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. It's your team every day. Fins up.